VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Okay, as I'm knocking, as I'm knocking Baby Yoda and my unicorn and everybody over, I had my microphone caught up on on the equipment today. There we go. Are we better, Brett? Am I good now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, happy Monday. Welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. Um, it's a wee bit cold out out this morning. It feels a little bit more like Christmas time. Which uh, this morning we're going to be talking with our medical expert, Dr. Norm Clothier. This will be our last. Um, he's, uh, JP and I are taking a couple of weeks off, um, so this will be our last um, show with Dr. Clothier before the new year. And he's going to be talking about. Christmas safety, holiday safety, um, uh, New Year's Eve safety, which is all just so vitally important because medical statistics uh, are not always in our favor and emergency room statistics are not always in our favor over the holiday season. So he's got great information to keep you safe. Um, right before I bring Dr. Clothier on, though, I do want to ask, because I know Dr. Clothier is a praying man as well, if the crew will continue to pray for, and we've seen so many of you post such um, gracious things about um, the folks who who are just devastated by the storm and the people we lost um, with the storms in Kentucky um, this uh, just just a few days ago. So um, please, if you'll pray for the storm victims, I know um, lots of folks from Texas um, are headed up to the um, to the Kentucky area and the the areas impacted by the storm. Um, God bless those people. The devastation is really almost too too much to watch on the news. It's it's just that hard. So just if you'll pray for them, and I know Dr. Clothier joins us in praying for them, and he joins us live today to talk Christmas holiday and um, New Year's Eve safety. So Dr. Clothier, take it away. Very good. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we um, have we have a couple of potential risk issues coming up. So I think it is. Uh, very appropriate to talk about those, Christmas and New Year's, as you mentioned. And I think it's interesting how many people uh, plan to indulge on things and then hope that they make it by to New Year's resolutions and kind of start fixing them. It's sort of a, an odd time of year. <laughs> oh, the irony. I, I would, <laughs> oh, it is, you know. And I'd suggest that uh, while Thanksgiving is also a very indulgent time of year, I think I worry more about people kind of around Christmas and, and New Year's. And that's partly because the highest rate of cardiac acute disease, like heart attack and blocked arteries leading to emergent stents or bypass surgeries, is actually Christmas Day. And I think that's always been wow. an odd irony. Wow. Yeah, and it, you know, it seems that people get into situations they shouldn't. You know, they travel and they forget their medicine or they overindulge, or they travel up to a higher altitude and get sick from the increased oxygen need, uh, and their heart can't quite keep up with them, or it's a lot of family stress and all kinds of things like that. So I thought we'd go through a few basic uh, safety plans and uh, hopefully make people a little safer this year compared to prior years. Of course, if you've been listening in the last six years, hopefully you're super safe already and you know, could interrupt and give this talking time. But uh, I think it's very valuable. First, if you're going to travel, make sure you have access to your medicine. Take your medicine. That's number one with you on the trip. You know, I think people forget their medicine at home and then it's always awkward about, you know, pharmacy and doctor's offices are, are kind of stressed around the holidays because everybody wants everything by the end of the year. 
And it's just a challenging time. It's much better if you have your bottle of medicine and take it, uh, take it with you. Yes. So the second thing, if you're going to be flying, keep enough medicine in your carry-on bag to get by until your lost luggage can catch up to you. And if at all possible, if you can take all your medicine and carry on, now I realize some people are on a lot of medicine, but it's always best to have it with you and not risk having it lost in luggage, you know, for two days, three days, whatever can happen. You know, we all hear those stories of challenges with lost luggage. You don't want to be uh, one of those involved in, you know, having a loss and losing your uh, chance to treat your medical condition. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned this years ago on the show, and I used to always just carry one pill bottle that had like, you know, a couple, like, you know, it had my allergy medicine, my blood pressure medicine, you know, maybe like an ibuprofen. But then you said, watch out, carry it in the original bottle it came in because you don't want to get in trouble for that. So you've taught me a lot, but I tell you what, I, so I will have my two different blood pressure medicines in their exact bottles with the right labels and all that kind of stuff. I just carry it in my purse. Better safe than sorry. Absolutely. That's yes, definitely. And that's a really good way to do it. But Absolutely. Keep it in its original bottle whenever possible. And that's because if you have, you know, let's say in the worst case scenario, you have a medical emergency on board an airplane and somebody's trying to decide, boy, did we land, you know, short of our destination to get medical help or do we, you know, just put oxygen on somebody and hope they get by? Maybe they'll live till we get, you know, to where we're going. But it's always helpful to any medical crew, and especially, you know, in an emergency deal, if they know what you're on. So if you have a pill bottle with just pills in it, you know, most most people aren't going to recognize pills for what they are without having to search through, look them all up. And, you know, it's just a, it's trouble. But then the other thing is, if you're flying to a place, especially with customs agents, you know, if you have a, a mixed bottle of a bunch of pills you just look suspicious and you know <laughs> yeah. when you're yeah. under scrutiny you want to be able to defend easily what you're on so if the prescription is in a bottle with your name one type of medicine the name of the medicine and the prescribing doctor you're legal you know that's yeah that's be true that's a good if point. there's a reason to raise suspicion then that's probably the wrong time to start raising suspicion you know especially if you're spending christmas like in north korea so you want to really be uh, careful about those things and and smart about them and similarly you know if you're on insulin or an injectable medicine with syringes if you have the actual prescription stating that that's a doctor's order you're probably going to be fine it's a and of course if you declare it ahead of time point out to them oh i have you know, syringes for my insulin and uh, going through like a uh, scanner at the airport. It makes a huge difference if they know what you're on and taking what they're going to see rather than if you're playing defense after it goes through the scanner. Good point. So those are just practical things. And, you know, obviously I think that that all makes sense anyway. I don't know. I don't think anybody really should mix a bunch of bottles of medicine into one or uh, you know, have anything like somebody else's bottle with them with the, the medicine, a different medicine name on it or something crazy. Because, you know, we all can get mixed up. Uh, and sometimes you sort of forget, you know, boy, was that white pill that's a little bigger than the other white pills? That's the one I take in the morning or 
in the evening or whatever. Very so, good point. And of course, in the realm. Yeah, and in the realm of generic medicines, you know, sometimes you get one that looks different a different month than a prior month. So if you keep it in the bottle, you'll know what you're taking. And that that's just logical. And, you know, I get questions a lot about, you know, which of my pills is that little blue one or that little yellowish one or that kind of off peach, pinkish, uh, almost oval, but kind of round, somewhat irregularly shaped one. And I'll think, well, you know, I don't know. I don't see a lot of the medicine that I prescribe, for instance. So it's just smart for all of us to right. keep up with what what we take and to make sure you can get through your travels with that. So take enough, if possible, for your whole trip. If you have, you know, like a five-day trip, you can take five days of medicine probably in your carry-on, no problem. But certainly, if you're going to a destination uh, you know, and you're going to be there like past the time of a refill, you may have to work that all out beforehand with your pharmacist because some insurances are really sticklers about filling the medicine early. And sometimes the pharmacist can get permission for you to have some extra pills so you don't run out during right. the middle of a trip. And, you know, just plan, 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 plan. And then this, the only other thing I'd say about medicine is I hear a lot of people tell me, Oh, I was down in, you know, Houston for the holidays and I left all my medicine there and I need early refills. Well, there again, it's very hard to get an insurance to do an early refill. Right. It's merciful as it seems. You know, if you're on Lysanopril for blood pressure, they, you know, it may be fine with me, fine with you, fine with the pharmacist, fine with your neighbors, whatever, but it may not be fine with the insurance. And of course, you may then, you know, be allowed, you always are allowed to pay cash for a medicine, but you may not want to. Oh, and it's ridiculous. Medicine. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been times where I've tried to fill something early and I didn't realize I was filling it early. And they're like, okay, that'll be seventy two ninety five, And I'm like, I thought it was a dollar and 21 cents. And they're like, in yeah. two days, you look they like don't mess around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, right. me and my or, blood pressure hit. That's because it's early. That's why I, I meant to say it's just because they like... They're, you know, 27 or 30 days or 87 or 90 days or whatever. And they don't bend that. You know, that's a computer click for them. That's not a human decision. Right. So right. they don't they don't say, oh, you know, she's always been honest. And yeah, you know, they don't care. We'll just do this. It's no, what really comes don't. up I mean, on the computer. The, yep. Yeah, it's the nature of the system. So what I would suggest if you're down at a, you know, cousin's house in Houston, don't put medicine in their medicine cabinet and leave it, you know, keep it in your suitcase. You could actually pull out medicine each day and take it and then put it back where it goes. And then you won't leave it behind. Right. And I think, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, you mentioned that I'm shocked how many people leave their medicine out of town. You know, it just, there must be a, a ton of medicine at every cousin aunt and grandparents house in the world because people just leave it behind. But it's because they pulled out away from their stuff and have it like in the bathroom and then they pack up and just walk away without it. And that's different than walking away without your shampoo bottle. You know, right. a, Oh yeah. You need to keep possession of your medicine. So then, you know, a few other practical factors, new year's, obviously there's a, a tendency to overindulge in alcohol and calories and all kinds of challenging things. And I'd really encourage, have a plan to go into the holiday without risking your life and obviously don't drink and drive. Uh, I would really suggest most people be healthier drinking less than what they probably plan to drink and make it a more enjoyable occasion rather than one where you'll have a hangover and forget what happened. 
you know, run into other troubles. It, it's um, always a faux pas to wake up in jail. And, uh, you know, you <laughs> That's just not really a good don't thing. want it. No, it's really not. I can't think of a good circumstance for that. I'm sure somebody has one, but I can't think of a good one. So really be careful. And that's a large, largely a health issue, too. You really don't need to overstress your liver. And I'll tell you, if you overdrink alcohol, you can get pancreatitis, which is terrible inflammation of the pancreas that may not be reversible. You may not mm. recover. And that's a horrible condition I wouldn't ever want anybody to have. So. You know, I think uh, you just have to be smart and practical about those things. And and then that includes overindulgence in food. You you really just don't have to stuff yourself for the holidays to make them enjoyable. So I'd encourage, as with Thanksgiving, go into Christmas and New Year's with a plan and plan to not overdo. And, of course, you know, I always mention exercise. Uh, keep up your exercise routine. Just because you're on a Christmas break, let's say if you're a teacher or, you know, your company gives you a week or two off at the holidays, that doesn't mean you suddenly don't have health to take care of. And so, you know, make sure you keep up an exercise regimen. There's no reason in the world to get uh, out of shape during the holidays because you had two weeks of time where you're not driving to work. So, you know, just keep up that routine. And then I think we need to mention a few things about safety around children and other yes. individuals there's uh you know a tendency to have candles around christmas and candles are uh by definition if they're a real candle and it's lit then that is fire and you really need to be careful pets around candles not really a very good idea and certainly children around candles make sure you don't leave a candle burning when you leave the room like overnight or you know in some precarious situation Thankfully, I don't think anybody still uses lit candles on a dried up Christmas tree instead of lights. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> that was a great uh, idea back in be, the day. That was a thing. Oh, man. That was a thing. I don't know how anybody survived that. <laughs> uh, it really is. <laughs> it, I mean, it's really fascinating to think about the things that humankind uh, has been able to, those things we've been able to live through that make no sense that you could ever survive them. But, uh, you know, a dry tree with a flame is obviously trouble. Uh, also, if you have lights, they can short out. Or you can, you know, let's say you have a puppy that you get for Christmas and the puppy decides to chew that electrical cord and expose wire and you have a toddler that, you know, wants to investigate that. Those things are all risky. So what you need to do is, is just do a safety analysis of your own spot and, uh, you know, just walk around, look at things that could be trouble. If you look over toward uh, a plug halfway out of the wall on your Christmas tree at, you know, 18 inches of height, think about who could touch that and have trouble. Right. And, you know, fix that. And, you know, if it means move the the uh, plug to a higher plug or get an extension cord and duct tape it to where, you know, nobody could half unplug it and touch it or something. Uh, and certainly chewed cords, tripping on cords, a big deal. When you have your elderly parents, grandparents, or, or you know, elderly aunt and uncle over, they may trip over wires or edges of carpet. Uh, and, you know, those things are real-world issues that happen, and you don't want to have somebody come to your house get injured. And I haven't even mentioned COVID and other infection risks, flu, cold, uh, strep throat, all those things. You know, you want to make sure you're well going into the holiday. Be respectful of somebody else's health. If you have somebody who's 
in a precarious health position with chemotherapy or just being elderly or having recently just recovered from a pneumonia or recently in the hospitals, a higher risk for other infections, all those things. You just need to be smart, careful, respectful of the person and don't make somebody so sick that they're going to, you know, potentially have a hospitalization or a death after your your holiday time. So, you know, all those things are, are risky. And then with children, again, you have ornaments, you have small pieces. I would really encourage, if you're opening gifts, you really need to be very active about getting trash up off the floor. If you have, you know, if you're opening a toy with small plastic parts, you don't want your little baby to crawl over and choke on that. Right. You don't want them to get wrapping paper in their mouth. Um, you don't want to have plastic wrapped from a gift. You know, let's say somebody gets a shirt or something and they unwrap the plastic and pieces on the floor. They, you just have to be very diligent about picking up trash and small parts. And, you know, I've seen everything and in, in my own home from small plastic to wrapping paper to ribbon strands to, you know, pocket knives to open things to screwdrivers to put batteries in and batteries on the floor, you know, you, you have to be super, super careful. And, you know, it doesn't hurt you to take an extra minute to pick up trash, pick up small parts and pieces. And that leads to another thought is that when you get gifts for children, now, everybody, everybody may have already shopped because everybody heard to shop early. Everybody got paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know anybody that puts off game presents to the last minute. I've never heard such a thing. <laughs> yes. What but is this you speak of, it, Dr. Clothier? <laughs> yeah, I just I just run in circles there really well. I had to think. But the but you know if you if you haven't got the gifts yet, there is a reason that gifts have an age recommendation on them. And I I think it's interesting that many people I know think that their children are just super well-developed in terms of maturity, physical dexterity, language skills, carefulness, respect for others, you know, treating an item very carefully and not ever poking something in an eye. And, you know, their, their children are super amazing and far ahead of the developmental curve. But the reason you'll find, like on a gift, it'll say ages five and up or whatever is that that's a safety issue that's a development issue in terms of the brain development and you know there are experts that sort through what those age limits should be and i would really encourage you pay attention to those and be smart you know don't get your three-year-old the teensy tiny piece lego set with you know seventeen thousand pieces that they'll need to put together even if they are really super sharp uh mentally they're not going to be able to perform the dexterity and resist the urge to put little pieces in their mouth and choke on them and things like that. So uh, some of that is safety concerning parts, you know, like that example. Some of that safety concerning like a falling risk or a tip over risk of a large toy that may, uh, you know, fall on them or, or fall with them on it. And so there are a lot of reasons things have a developmental age listed and just Really be smart about that and pay attention to it and allow your child to enjoy a toy that's developmentally appropriate. Absolutely. And safe. Absolutely. And so also with, you know, most of the time there's candy and 
Uh, you know, there are things that, again, young children sometimes can choke on or just don't have the capability like, say, a jelly bean. You know, jelly beans can get stuck in the throat. Some uh, young children just don't have the teeth to chew a jelly bean, for instance, or something sticky and chewy like that. Uh, or they don't have the patience and they'll swallow it too early and gag on it. And, uh, you know, you just, again, just think before you give and before you you allow a child to get into a uh, potentially different, difficult circumstance. Yeah, and that's all Any just great information. No, that's that's all. I mean, just again, okay. it's it's kind of common sense stuff, Doctor Clothier. That, it is. but it's not commonly practiced for some reason at the holidays. Kind of like when you do your segment um, on um, safety with kids and pool safety and things of that nature. Things that you know, things that you're like, well, of course. But then when you get a group of adults together, sometimes collectively our IQ goes down a bit. Yeah, and that, you know, that's absolutely right. And I think, to me, the real key, none of this is brand new information nobody would ever think of. But I do think we need reminders. And especially, you know, if you've been an empty nester for, say, you know, five years, ten years, and you suddenly have company coming in with small children, uh, little toddlers or, or curious four-year-olds who like to climb or things like that, your house is probably no longer childproof in terms oh, yeah. of the safety issues. You know, kitchen cabinets with chemicals underneath or go back and check cabinets with cleaners. Yeah, and, you know, you just have to be smart about all that, and you need to be ahead of it. Don't wait until, you know, they're carrying the, uh, the bathroom, the toilet cleaner squirt, bottle around the house before you realize oh yeah i should there's a toddler know, here kind of thing and real quick and, and, yeah, and, and you I, know, I, we I've all got, forget yeah, how much kids can get we do and i've got a really quick question there was a holdover question from sure. last week um and guzman wants okay. to know do you recommend the smartphone ekg since we were talking about ways to you know follow your heart rate Ooh, and your oxygen are, are you a proponent of those or what what do you think on, on that Yeah, my brief answer is that so far it's a very fair way to just get an idea if you're having some symptoms and you check it. Like, for instance, if you feel your heart racing and you have that capability, you can check it and see, kind of get a feeling for what it says. What I find the obvious limitation is it won't tell you the why as to what reading you get. So if you find you're in atrial fibrillation and you can call your doctor and get in more quickly because that information gets started on something they want to reduce the risk from that and to manage that, then it's very helpful. But, you know, as with all devices like that, it doesn't replace medical opinion and the fact that every person is different. So I think it's helpful as a, a rough guideline, but I wouldn't use it. You know, if you're having chest pain and you run that and it says that it's normal, I wouldn't say, oh, ignore the chest pain and go about your business and you know, pretend it's not happening. I think you still need to know the reason behind him. Gotcha. Well, great, so great information. Basic guidelines, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So something Very to use, good. but then obviously, if you're alerted, nine one one emergency room, you know, kind of a thing is is where you right. Go. And you know, the other thing, if you're about to have a heart attack, no EKG can tell you you're about to have a heart attack. That's a good point. It only can tell you what's going on at that moment. And so if you're you know, if you're having crushing chest pain, feel like an elephant on your chest, you run that and it says normal. It may be that you're in process of, you know, maybe you'll have a heart attack in a half hour. 
Yeah. And so you got to pay attention to the reality. Don't don't let the smartphone tell you, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry. Gotcha. Well, excellent information. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your beautiful family. Many blessings to y'all. And then blessings Thank for you. a wonderful 2022. And then we'll see you soon. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks, Dr. Clothier. Bye. Have a great one. All right. Uh, good information to follow. Uh, just again, you know, so, certain things just kind of, you know, common sense and um, uh, uh, go with your gut. Um, always a better safe than sorry kind of a thing. And if you've got really, really little ones around, always, you know, if if you're wanting to give the mom or dad a break, then make sure an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or an older niece or nephew or somebody responsible has an eye on that child, especially if they're in a new environment or an environment that they're only at, you know, one, two or three times a year because of holidays. So um, anyways, just great information to follow. And, and we look forward to seeing Dr. Clothier in the new year. Um, Susan Schuler is with us and she is live audio um, today. So we've got a couple of uh, pictures from the last time she was in studio studio with uh, myself and with Miss Texas. So Susan Schuler, you are live at the 100th Miss America competition. So how cool is that? Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Well, um, it is off and running. We are we just did our first preliminary last night. It was great. Um, Mallory had talent. She was awesome um we um did she didn't win the preliminary but that's okay she scored very high i'm sure um miss new york won talent um so that was um first night that um our day started out i'll have to tell you that funny little incident on the way on the way to Miss America we um, got to our the airport at 5 a.m. and we were there until um, it went off at eight, uh, off at seven o'clock. We got delayed for a news. Hold sure on, just one second, Susan. We're we're having Susan, is. Susan. We're having some trouble with her, your audio. Is there a reason we're uh, hearing her so slowly, Brett? We had to. Um, we okay. had to wait for an hour. It may be our bad. connecting flight took off. We had an hour. Um, layover wasn't good because if you do the math, you know, we were going to be pushing it. We land. Yes. Okay. I think, no, I wonder I if we can, know. I wonder if we can have her can hop off. I, I think we're going to, should we, because she Hello? said can she's having me? trouble hearing me. Can you can you send her a message and tell her to hop off and hop back on? All right. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so she's gonna hop hop back off and hop back on. Hopefully, we'll have her. If not, she's gonna also be on Wednesday and then Friday as well, which Friday will be the recap because the um, 
competition is Thursday night. So basically what she was saying, because I'd already texted with her because I'm just curious as I'll get out and just living vicariously through her. Um, they had the preliminary, one of the preliminary nights last night. Um, and Mallory looked great, um, you know, really good, um, did very well. And of course, that's Mallory is our Miss Texas. And so we're super excited to have her um, competing and just very proud of her. Um, it sounds like Miss New York won the preliminary um, talent. I think, do we have a better connection, Susan? Okay. Is that better? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Excellent. Yay, yay. <laughs> oh. Actually, it may not be. So, our excellent adventure started yesterday morning <laughs> at 5 o'clock in the morning. The um, plane was. Huh? Is that better? Yes. Or am I better? Yes. Hello? Hello? Okay. Okay. So I'll just cut to the chase. We we got here at, um, we had to land in Washington, D.C. and connect to our flight. We had to run from Terminal 38 to Terminal 58. Um, Susan is not a runner, but we did make the connection, and we are here in uh, now in Connecticut. Um, so day one was very long and it was, it was great. We had, um, we went to the preliminary. Miss Alaska won the social impact on stage question and Miss Alaska won talent. I mean, sorry, Miss New York won talent. So, can you hear me? Yes. Kathy? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. So um, that was our day. We we had a great time. After, you know, the after parties are always fun. Um, we got to see some Miss Americas and um, former Miss Americas. And um, just see old friends from all the different states. So we are looking forward to day two. Mallory has her social impact and on stage question tonight. Um, she looked great. She has um, her evening gown and talent costume was white. It really showed up well on the stage. Um, I think if anybody was watching on the live feed, I understand it was delayed. So it didn't sound as good as she really did sound. Uh, from what I understand, um, people are telling me that it was, her music was delayed on the feed, so um, but she did absolutely the best. I mean, it was you couldn't ask for any more from her. Oh, love so it! So she's having a great time. The the um, there is a little tinker in the in the pageant. Miss um, Maine had to withdraw from the pageant because she tested positive for COVID. Oh, that's oh, that's yeah. horrible. Oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been, um, uh, it was, it, I mean, we're all just real sad for her because it was seven, you know, kind of like Mallory. She's been working toward this goal for seven years and then mm. to have it, you know, taken away. Um, so the girls are being very, very cautious. Uh, they're all, um, last night for visitation, you had, you know, the girls were required to keep their masks on. Um, you know, so they're being very 
careful about that. Um, and um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it won't spread to anyone else. But um, that was the, the news yesterday. It was, you know, poor Miss Maine. We just all felt for her. Yeah, you that just breaks your heart. Are. That you know, I mean, it obviously, does. obviously, at the end of the day, Susan, and you know this. I mean, it's a competition, and you know, you we, everybody right. wants their their girl, their state to win, um, but mm-hmm. you do want everybody to be able to compete. You, you just you just right. do, um, and especially these um, you know young women who have have spent the last you know some of them you know ten fifteen years uh-huh. in the pageant. This is this is the ultimate, and especially, and, and I love listening li- listening to our Miss Tech. Texas Mallory Fuller talk about um, this competition. It's the 100th Miss America. There's Correct. never, I mean, this is the century mark. There's never going to be another 100th anniversary of Miss America. So this was really a special year to be involved. You know, win, lose, or draw, this is a very special year to be involved. Exactly. And and I'm going to, I want to tell you about one of the other girls that uh, Miss Colorado um, Mara Spence Carroll. She is actually a Texas girl. Yes, but she lives, she is, she is representing Miss Colorado, and she's in the military. She is an actual active duty um, army, and so uh, they have given her time off to be able wow. to compete and be Miss Colorado. But she did very well last night too. So we had really have two Texas girls here. Um, competing. So um, it should be very interesting tonight with the social impact. I love it. On stage question from Mallory. And then also we'll see, we'll see the other talent as well. And this will be the last night of prelims. And then we wait for the finals on Thursday. Can't wait. I just very much, very much looking it'll be, forward. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It will. And, and you know, know, you know, of course, I'll be texting you yes, like crazy. We're grabbing my mom and bringing her over. I've, I've got a Christmas party <laughs> that I've got to make an appearance at. But I'm like, OK, I'm just going to go and say hi to everybody because I do not want to miss. And what time? How can people see the competition on Thursday? Because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be late. And then um, I think it's through Peacock. But I want to double check with you. And then what time? Yes. Texas time does yeah. that start um, i believe it'll be 7 7 p.m okay it's eight o'clock here um so i think you can yes it's live streaming on peacock and um yeah you can go to the i believe it's the org, and that should give you the information on how to stream the competition. Excellent. And they can actually uh, stream it tonight as well if they would like. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited uh, for the competition. And Are you just, there, yeah, yes, I'm here. I think, okay. I think we've still got a little bit of a delay. We'll work on a better, so, better connection for uh, Wednesday. We are about to go to rehearsal. Well, y'all okay. have fun. Tell, okay. Please tell uh, Miss Texas okay. we said hello, and we wish her every okay. all the so best. We're, going to, we're about to go to the rehearsal for, to watch the talent. 
All right. Thank you so yeah. much. Susan Schuler live from the Miss America um, competition. Facebook, my Facebook page if you want to see pictures from Can't last wait. night and we'll post some more for tonight. Oh, Thank can't you. wait. Thanks. We love you. Take care. Tell Miss Texas Bye, we love Kathy. her. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Bye, very everybody. exciting. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a little bit of an issue with um with the connectivity there. We'll work on that. Um, we might might see if we have a a different. Uh, maybe either she can, uh, she might need to go to a different spot in the hotel. Um, do you think, Brett? I'll, I'm gonna get, I'll I'll let Brett be my expert on how to get a better better um uh, connectivity for Wednesday. Um, I don't know. JP was having trouble. Everybody in his house is sick today. So was, was he able to hop on yet, Brett? Have you seen JP? Okay. Then, then I get to give the Cowboys report, which, um, so here's the crazy thing. So, um, well, first of all, uh, for miss, oh, JP is on now. Okay. JP's on now, but, um, while he's, while we're getting his, I think he's live. Um, again, I believe it's. P I know Peacock is where they're going to be broadcasting. Can you hear me? Hey, I can. I can. I'm giving everybody just Hello. a real quick update Hello. on where we're going to have Miss Texas, where they can catch Miss Texas on Thursday. So Peacock, which is a streaming service, um, I, I we're already. Uh, that's one of the streaming eight streaming services I already pay for. So um, Peacock, and that, that's going to be at 7 o'clock um, Central Standard Time. And we'll double check on all of that. But if you want to catch Mallory Fuller, our Miss Texas, in the 100th Miss America competition, then Thursday on Peacock. And we're very excited about it. Uh, so there was a Cowboy game yesterday, JP. And what? Can, you, can he hear me? I don't know if he can hear me. JP, do you have your audio on? I don't know if he can hear me. Did we lose him? We're trying to talk a little Dallas Cowboys. Did anybody watch the game yesterday? That was absolutely one game the first half and another game the second half. It was insane. Let's see. Is he in? I can hear him. Can you hear me, JP? I don't know that he can hear me. Oh, no. <laughs> We're having all kinds of fun technology issues today. Well, let's just say this before JP gets on, and I know he's going to say the same exact thing I'm saying. And even and some folks this morning were um, were busting chops on um, some not not um, not so um, loving uh, of fans of the Cowboys. Let's just say that they were busting chops this morning. And I said, hey, you know what? I will take an ugly win, which that was an ugly win. Um, that was if you it's one of those things. If you watch the first part of the game and just let me know when we've got JP back up, because I know he's got some specifics he wants to shout out um, to the Cowboys about. It was one of those things that the first half of the game, I mean, here we are 27 to zero. It looked like, oh my goodness, we're just going to run away with this game. I, I don't think Washington's going to be able to score on us. Um, and then all of the sudden the second half, it was like we were asleep at the wheel. Um, you know, Dak threw an interception. And now, again, I, I do want to say that I see Dak, and um, uh, JP and I have talked about this. Now. I've, I see Dak. There she is. Can you hear me now? Man. Oh, finally. T-Mobile out on all the polls making sure. What the what? Well, well, we were talking about, Man. and I said, you're probably going to say the same thing I just said, which was, okay, 
it was an ugly win, but it was a win. I don't care. I, I'm just I'm getting over the fact they literally I get like a pit in my stomach when I watch the Cowboys because I'm like, OK, what's going to go wrong? And yesterday, for some reason, I thought after the first half, nothing was going to go wrong. And then we barely pulled it out in the end. Well, so every Cowboys win has been ugly. Yeah. So let's start <laughs> off with that. I mean, I said you I, I literally win. said JP will say this. And here you go. Yeah. You know, and, but the, here's the key, right? The key is they won. Um, again, I'm going to stand on this. They're going to win out this season. There is no doubt in my mind. Philadelphia will be a challenge, but they will win out their season. Um, the Cowboys, they, again, I'm going to tell you, it's going to come off the fact that Dak Prescott is maturing into a leader on the field. And yes. they're going to follow him. And so that's the difference maker is leadership right now not talent. They need their tackles back in a bad way. And Zeke Elliott is going to have to stomach up for four quarters. The guy is a paperweight right now rather than giving us a good, solid fourth quarter. We should have been able to ride Zeke the third and fourth quarter into the sunset. And instead, we were at a duel at the OK Corral. And it should have never got that way. But welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. It was, yeah, it was one of those things that it was, if you, if you did not watch, if you watched the first half of the game and didn't watch the second half, which that's what I watched the first half of the game. We, we had some things we were doing yesterday and then I had a, a couple of work items to work on. So I was like, okay, I stepped away from the game, the third quarter. And all of a sudden the fourth quarter, I come back and I'm like, what, what happened? I mean, it just, it was, um. All of a sudden, you know, we had, you know, Dak through an interception. We had, I was just like, what, you know, it, it was one of those crazy things that you would have never believed that the team we saw the first half of the game was the same team that came out of the locker room. So, JP, I don't know, did they get overconfident at halftime and think, oh, we've got this and just kind of try to skate, you know, or Washington, what happened? Washington, Washington, Washington made the halftime adjustments. Yeah. And, and, and they, and they did well with them. Yeah, and your coordinators did for the Dallas Cowboys. And so the Washington Redskins adjusted, you know, watched as much of the game as possible very quickly to get ready for halftime. During halftime, prepped the team. They came out of halftime, and they were ready to play. And the Cowboys did not adjust as the Redskins were adjusting. And so, I mean, that was the second half. And, and again, you know, it, we've got some injuries out. We need them back. We don't have a lot of depth on the depth right. chart. But, I, again, I don't believe that we lose any more games. I, I really don't. So, Thoughts on us playing you know, Washington again? in Because we play them again in two weeks. Thoughts on how that game looks versus this game? Do you think they step up because they're a little embarrassed that they lost their footing and they've got something to prove? No. These are professional athletes. Uh, I don't know that they get embarrassed. Now, to the Detroit Lions, yeah, that's different. I mean, Detroit got smashed this weekend after a big win the weekend before and should have been able to build on that. Instead, they get hammered by 20. Um, but so, no, I mean, I think I think they're professionals. I think they just gear up and get ready. I think you're going to see a very similar game, but I think you're going to see it play out where it's pretty evenly matched throughout the entire game. But I think you're going to be a nail-biter all the way to the end of the fourth quarter. And so, but again... 
I tell you, the Cowboys are going to win out and make the playoffs. Now, if the playoffs, everything scratches. If the Cowboys ever, has everybody back healthy and feeling good, they can make a run. If they don't have their, their tackles on the outside, we're done. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. So again, and we're we're getting to, we're getting dangerously close to the playoffs. And you're right. Once you step into playoff season, it you the slates are clean. Everybody starts all over, and then it's who is the hungriest? Who wants that Super Bowl ring? Who wants that championship? And oh, I sure hope it's the Cowboys this year. I mean, it's been a long, it's been since the 90s. It's been since the 90s. Do you think we've got what it takes to get into the Super Bowl and then win it? This year, no. You don't Um, think? I'll be honest with you. Oh, come on. Give me a break. (laughs) I really don't. Um, And I also don't see Arizona getting into the the Super Bowl. Which a lot Uh, of folks had talked about those as both, you know, possible contenders kind of a thing. So why why don't you think Arizona um, has a shot either? I think the Green Bay Packers are going to ride their way into the oh, NFC Championship. Interesting. Okay. Okay. The Cheeseheads. Okay. So, yeah. And then I see Tampa Bay uh, making it. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay, Green Bay, if that's the way that I can't. I haven't looked at the, the uh, structure yet, but um, I could see Tampa Bay, Green Bay making it into the, the NFC Championship and then Kansas City in the Super Bowl again. I could see a Kansas City, Tampa Bay Super Bowl again. Wow. Well, and Michelle is is cheering right now for you to for you to say that. And here's the thing, um, you know, uh, Kansas City is is a hungry team this year. They, you know, they, their wins may not reflect it, but they're a, they're a hungry team. Just well, some, like some, yes, yeah, some teams just look like they're scrapping. They're doing literally whatever it takes. Like you said, leaving you know blood, spit, teeth, tears out on the field. Because they're so hungry for the win. They're so hungry for that championship kind of a thing. Well, Kansas City's defense has stepped up. and They're playing very well. They beat the they beat a good Las Vegas Raiders team pretty handedly. Yep. That was supposed to be a better game, and it was not. Um, but again, this is what Kansas City did last year. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders right now, and they look way good. And so... I'm telling you, I, I really could see a Kansas City and Tampa Bay Buccaneers rematch in the Super Bowl. I think Green Bay will be the hairpin in that deal. Gotcha. Well, it, it's so, it's 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 been see. interesting. So, I mean, if you, so, so right now, I mean, do you think so? The stronger teams, you think that you think Kansas steps up to the plate. You think Tampa steps up to the plate again. You think Green Bay continues to excel. I, I mean, are you are those kind of the top three teams you're looking at right now as possible Super Bowl champions? Yeah, those, are, those are my top three. Okay, I think that um, in a second tier, I think New England is coming on. Um, but I don't think New England has the firepower that they need. Okay. And, and again, we'll watch. We'll, I'm going to watch Kansas City closely because it's like it's, it's like last year. I think they were pretty middle of the road at about I don't know ten games, and then all of a sudden they just hit a second gear, and that's what they've done this year. And they're just finding ways to to win football games. And you know you've got a very seasoned football team when it comes to playoffs. And you got a great coach in Andy Reid, 
and he surrounded himself with great coordinators. So, I mean, I think that Kansas City has a real good shot. It's going to take, and you've heard me say this a million times, it's going to take Casey's defense to continue to step up to win championships, and that's what they're doing. I mean, their defense has almost as many points as their offense going into the Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders football game. Yeah, so, and it's it, and, and it does, and, and boy, howdy, and yeah, and, and and I do have to give the Dallas Cowboys. We have got some superb, and and you and uh, you and I were talking about this yesterday, um, before you went to eat barbecue. And how, by the way, how was barbecue? Whoa, wait, baby. Yeah, because you were at, you were at Hutch, Hutchinson's, Hutchinson's barbecue. Gosh, that's just that's some good barbecue. That just made me want barbecue so badly last night. But we had already ordered Jersey Mike's. But um, yeah, so we, you and I were talking about there's we have some superb players, defensive players on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and at the end of the day, you're right. Um, you know, you, you kind of you need a combination. You've got to have a good defense. If you don't have a good defense, you're done. You know, you're just a very um, you're two dimensional instead of a three dimensional team. Um, but I, I, you know, I see our coach and like I said, I, I agree with you. I really, and I, and I've been a big Dak Prescott fan since before he became a, a Dallas Cowboy, but I have seen him just, just even in the last few weeks start to mature into that, that leader that we need, you know, the, the, I, you know, I look at how Troy Aikman, how people, how the players reacted to him on the sidelines, even when he was not on the field, they performed for him because he was a natural leader. And and I, I agree with you. I see Dak maturing and growing into that role now. And I'm very excited to see that because, again, I just really like him. You know, I watched Dak Prescott's press conference. Yes. Because a press conference will tell you a lot. Oh, yes. By the way a player holds it. It's like reading a jury pen. Yep. You know, you, you watch how they hold themselves. You watch their expressions. Uh, you can't see their feet, but if you can, you watch what they're doing with their feet, with their hands, yep. with their shoulders. Uh, are they tilting their head a certain way? And uh, and so I've watched Dak Prescott's press conferences, and the one thing that is starting to really come out is that he's got his shoulders squared off, he's got his head up, and, and he's not slumping, he's not looking down, uh, he's not tilting. And he's got this calmness to his voice that is so reminiscent of Troy Aikman. And I'm not saying he's Troy Aikman yet, but he sure does have a lot of leadership style like Troy Aikman. And uh, I'm telling you, I think he's going to be a ferocious competitor in the next year, in the years to come. I, I'm going to agree with you, and it's interesting because I watched his press conference last night. I um, tuned into one of the channels, sports channels, to uh, to catch his press conference because I wanted to see what was his demeanor. Did he come out, and you know, was he how 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 was he? What what was his what kind of a tone did he have? And he very much seemed like a guy who was in it to win it. There was, um, you know, obviously he you know made made uh, mention of some of the, you know, hey, there were some mistakes. That can't happen. He you're, he just sounded like, uh, he sounded, he's, he's, he's found that next level of maturity, which you've got to have to be one of these quarterbacks that ends up being a Super Bowl quarterback, a Tom Brady, a Troy Aikman, um, you know, th- those, those type of individuals. <clears throat> I do believe that if they will surround him, with weapons like they did Troy Aikman, 
Yep. That he will oh, win yeah. a Super Bowl here. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, with Tony Romo, I never saw Tony Romo winning a Super Bowl championship. Yeah. Was he a good yeah. fantasy football quarterback? Oh. Yes. Was uh, he a good stat, stat yeah. yeah. Oh, Tony Romo has some of the best uh, numbers in the NFL. I mean, you know, it, and you you look at the numbers, but it didn't translate to any type of a Super Bowl win. So then, again, what was the difference? Well, like you just mentioned, part of it's if you've got that core team and that group of leaders around you. I mean, you know, I mean, my goodness, Emmett Smith, Michael Irving. I mean, you just, you know, you – it just well, it just didn't it get not, better than the, that. Well, the big one was Jay Novacek. Oh, the, love me, the, the Jay, team. love Jay Novacek, love him. Another yeah. a phenomenal leader in and of his, himself as well. Yeah, the, the, to me, the winning formula for an offense is a good running back, good quarterback, good wide receiver, but a great tight end. Yeah. And Jay Novacek was quietly a great tight end. And it was a huge difference maker because he can't cover everybody. Yep. And so Jay Novacek made a huge difference. Yeah, the University of Wyoming, great guy. You know, and here's the thing, right? Don't get me wrong. Tony Romo is a great guy. They say he's super nice. I've got a friend of mine that's best friends with his wife and super close with him and just says he's a super nice guy. But here's the thing. When Tony Romo was at the press conference podium, all I could think of was Jar Jar Bates. I'm like, this dude is Jar Jar Bates. You used to say that on the radio. I know. You used to say that on the radio. Yeah, his head's on a swivel. I mean, just a happy-go-lucky nice guy, which is great. But I needed that stoic, eyebrow-piercing, you know, no smile on his face, Troy Aikman. That's what I needed. And Dak Prescott's becoming that. Yep, I, and and so, he had that he had that very serious we're 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 in the we're in business mode look on his face. Now I, I'm I'm really funny about and I didn't like it when Troy Aikman did this, um, especially Tony Romo did this all the time. Maybe, I'm trying maybe Troy Aikman didn't do this. I'm trying to remember back. I don't like it when they take their ball caps and turn them backwards for a press conference. That makes me crazy. I'm also not a big fan. Now, maybe it was because it was cold, and if that's the case, I get it. I'm not a big fan of the stocking cap. Um, I like a little bit more of a professional look during the press conference. And, you know, Dak had on that stocking cap. Now, that may have been because it was super cold there versus, you know, 80 degrees in Texas. Um but, yeah, it used to drive me crazy whenever Tony Romo, and, again, love Tony Romo, but he always had that ball cap turned backwards. And I just think if you're over the age of 10 or 12, that's just not a look. I don't know. Again, Jar Jar Tony Romo was Jar Jar Oh, no. I don't remember ever seeing Troy Aikman with his hat backwards. I may have seen it one time. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it was. Maybe I may be mistaken on that. Yeah. He always looked put oh, it together. Was Tony Romo. Yeah, it was Tony Romo that always uh, had that ball cap turned back around. Yeah, I think I think Aikman was on the sidelines. We were winning huge. I can't remember. I think it was uh, Jason Garrett in the game, and I, Troy may have had his hat turned backwards once. Yeah, from the sidelines. That's what the guys. I'm actually cool with but that. A press, press conference, conference a press conference is, is a different story. Now I am cracking up, and I know we're running yeah. out of time, but. And I don't remember his- Huh? Do we do we lose him? 
I'm here. Oh, there you are. Okay. I've, okay. So I've, I've got to mention, because you're saying, you're talking Jar Jar Binks. And so, of course, um, ADD, adult ADD and a squirrel. I've just seen a squirrel in studio. Um, so the book of Boba, uh, Boba Fett is coming out on Disney. So you know that's going to be streaming next. Are you going to be all over that show? Oh, you know it. Because I think that's <laughs> going to be an interesting twist on Boba Fett. Can't I don't think wait. they're going to make him out to be a villain. Interesting. Okay, interesting. So he's not going to be the Boba bad Fett guy in this. Unsung hero. I, I don't think so. I, well, I think what you're going to find out is that Boba Fett really isn't the bad guy, bad guy. What he's doing is trying to undo bad things. And he's getting labeled the bad guy. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I can't wait to see where they go with it. I'm just, I'm in it. And they haven't even said the date, unless they've said it somewhere else. But they always do the commercial, and then they say, "We'll be streaming soon." And I'm like, "What date?" So I can put it on my calendar. And then JP, you'll get a kick out what of this. The what? Uh, yeah, what? Michelle Butler says she's like, "Wait a second, I wear my ball cap backwards." Okay, you're a cute woman you're a cute lady so you can get away with that you're you're not an nfl quarterback for some reason it just it makes me crazy on on older guys um i don't know unless you're being goofy and you've had a few beers at the lake or something but michelle you can get away you're cute you can get away with wearing your ball cap backwards don't you agree with me jp on that she's cute as all get out she can get away with it well i'm gonna call michelle out a little bit (laughs) I don't think she wears her hat backwards when she's in the greeting line when she's representing a country western star. Uh, probably not. I bet she doesn't wear her hat backwards. Probably not. Probably That's not. What we're talking about. Yeah. Michelle wears her hat backwards. She's got those blue eyes a fluttering, and I mean, she's hot. It's like woohoo! Uh, she but, she's a good looking uh, girl. She can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, but let's. I mean, just real quick. You know, let's go back to the KC-Vegas game. Yeah. You know, Vegas gave the Cowboys everything they could handle, and yet KC made them look like they were children. They really and did. Again, and again, I think that Kansas City is really hitting a mark. There's a lot of parity in the NFL right now. When you look at all the teams that are vying for playoff spots, man, oh, man, their records are real middle of the road. Nothing fancy this year. And so I'm thinking that there's just a lot of parity in the NFL. Arizona, who's got the best record in the NFL, is not going to get out of the second round of the playoffs. They're going to get beat by whoever. Yeah. Um, they just don't have the background, the knowledge, and the and the experience. You think they, even they if even if they come, even if they come hungry, doesn't matter. I think I think that they will end up playing a team that's got much a lot more experience and will come in and beat them. Um, it just it, it just seems to happen that way. Um, next year, do I see them making a run? I do. Uh, but again, I'm telling you, I think that uh, another big game yesterday that was fun to watch were the Browns and the and the Ravens. I don't know if you got to see that game or not. No, huh? but there was a minute 14 seconds left on the game, um, and all of us and the Ravens are down by two scores, and all of a sudden <clears throat> the Ravens are down by three. The Ravens are able, able to get into the end zone pretty darn quick. And there's a fumble and a Raven recovery with 50 seconds left. And the Ravens have the ball and could drive and, and the Browns defense shut them down finally. But what a game that was. Yeah. And it was fun to watch. And so some fun games yesterday, no big surprises yesterday. Just go down in flames. 
the Saints continue their march. Uh, but uh, by, by the way, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. Oh. In. Oh, that was good. I was a little slow to pick that one up. But um, I will give you a Thank thumbs you. up for that. Um, uh, <laughs> Thank you. And then, um, yeah. And again, no big surprises yesterday. Titans go on to win big game last night uh, between the Packers and Dub Bears. Uh, Bears look good. Um, let's see what else. Uh, tonight's game should be a good game. Arizona should tell us a lot tonight. So. Everybody tune into Monday Night Football. There you go. Good times. All right. And then tune back in to J.P., Kathy, and the crew on Wednesday. We'll have another update from Susan Schuler at the Miss America 100th um, annual competition. And then, of course, Friday we'll be able to report on who has won uh, the Miss America competition. So um, we're all hoping and praying for Miss Texas, our own Mallory Fuller, who is just um, doing a superb job of representing Texas. So proud of her, aren't you, J.P.? I am. She looked beautiful in her evening gown last night. She yeah. was a very nice, very elegant, very Jackie Kennedy Onassis type uh, evening gown. Yeah, just yeah, very cl- yeah, very classy and very regal. Yeah, just just and just a beautiful, beautiful, talented girl with a heart of gold, and we're just very proud of her. Absolutely, go Mallory. All right, and JP, are you off to tribunals? I am. I'm almost there. Today was a late day. Everybody's sniveling and blowing snot. Ah, good times. Good times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the morning was fun. Okay. I didn't know that a baby could blow snot and a turd at the same time. Oh, yeah. You find all kinds of things with a baby, yeah. (laughs) You're like, how how does something come out of every orifice at the same time? You know? (laughs) How does this happen? All right, love you, my friend. (laughs) All right, love to the crew. Stay tuned for Heart and Soul of Texas (laughs) Women from uh, 10 to 11 live today. And we'll see you then. And have a blessed day. Getting ready for um, a little uh, two week vacation for the uh, vacation, a couple of weeks off for the Christmas holidays um, with JP, Kathy, and the crew. And then we'll be coming back to you in 2022 with a new format. Um, We've got a couple of our shows that will be broadcasting from um, new studios so just some fun stuff going on for 2022 Um, we love y'all we'll see you soon be safe